TheOAMNetwork.com. Hey guys, it's Justin. When you get done with this podcast, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review, and then head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. As always, for all of our content, go over to garageathletes.com, sign up for our newsletter. What's going on, guys? It's Justin. Today, we've got something special for you. We came across a lost podcast that we did over a year ago with the legendary weightlifting coach, John Coffey. In this podcast, we're at his gym talking with him and one of his weightlifters, Edward Baker. Now, since this podcast, Edward Baker has gone on to not only represent the United States in the world championship for university level, but he's also become a member of Texas Barbell Club, a club that swept nationals this past year. Check out this podcast. There's a lot of really cool information and a lot of content from John Coffey himself, which is a man that you don't get to see a lot of on social media. We are here in the, um, I don't know, dare I say, legendary? I mean, I iconic? So. I don't know. What what would this place be called? Um, maybe the last stand of weightlifting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. Like Coffee's it. Gym in Marietta, Georgia. Um, we're, we're here with um, the awesome, legendary uh, weightlifting coach. Um, I'm not going to talk you up too much. Most people already know who you are, John Coffee, And then the awesome weightlifter, Edward Baker, too. Um, obviously, Justin Metz, um, Eric Richards, that's cool. your name, right? You got me right this um, time. Real quick before we start, um, I want to make sure we, we plug um, garageathletes.com. Um, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe and like all the videos, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, so when we get started here, tell us mean? a little bit about yourself, Edward, started? if you don't mind. Yeah, we haven't really started yet. We're started. Yeah, we're started. We're this in. Is it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. I've been lifting for about seven years now. I'm in my fourth year at the University of Georgia, and um, John Coffey's my coach. And uh, I'm trying to start a little uh, women's weightlifting club up at uh, the University of Georgia. So I'm pretty much doing that. I've been seeing that. You've got a lot of videos up there. Somebody actually made a comment. It's like you've got a different girl every day. Yeah. <laughs> what is? What's that all about? <laughs> Um, I'm pretty much just trying to scout out talent there. You know, there's such a, you know, such a big pool of people going there. And uh, one of the things I'm trying to do is just scout out uh, former gymnasts, former cheerleaders, just trying to get the cream of the crop. And I would, I would like to send a, a pretty strong women's team to the collegiate nationals this year. So I'm, I'm. That's cool. I'm interested in how do you. So when you say you scout them out, how do you do that? Like, give me what's the conversation? So pretend I'm a woman. goes to the mall, <laughs> mainly. I'm, I'm a woman who has potential, and, and somehow you just go ahead, like have that conversation. I'm interested in how that goes. I'll uh, just go up to them and say, "You look pretty strong. Strong. You should be a weightlifter." No, no, no. Um, <laughs> usually, I go into the student weight room and. Uh, I'll scout people out. Um, okay. Usually, you can tell former athletes they're actually doing a workout. That's not not completely bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, for example, the last girl that I got, she was in the squat rack, um, repping out like, 205 for for triples on the back squat for a, you know, say 130 pound girl. That's that's pretty good. She yep. seemed to have good flexibility. So, cool. I'll go up and talk to them and ask them, you know, like, hey, what sports have you done? And you know, make just make small talk with them and, and yep. then mention, hey, I have a women's lifting club. You know, you should come and try it out. And 
uh, before I leave, I make sure that they can perform a full squat, and then I check their arm walk. And if they have those two things, then they have yeah. the two prerequisites to be a weightlifter. Hmm. Cool. So, um, that's pretty cool, yeah. I like so, that. Um, awesome. So you actually, that's not too close to here, though. Right, so is that where you live? And you, so you drive all the way out here just to, to train with John, right? Yeah, I drive out here on the weekends just to train with him, or else, you know, I wouldn't have any coach. So, um, so yeah, it's well worth it, and um, you know, get a little mix up in the training environment and whatnot. You, it's always good to to mix that up. But yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a trek. A little bit of a drive. So yeah. you're here on a. You're, this is Tuesday today, so. Um, we're and we're spring break already happened, right? Mm. So yeah, so I'm skipping class right now. Okay, that's what I was checking. I cool. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know yeah. this is very important for good reason. Very exactly. very important. Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, all right. So John, um, uh, you know your reputation reputation precedes you. I'm all nervous here. I've had too much coffee. <laughs> um, but tell us a little bit about yourselves. Maybe the people that don't already know who you are. Uh, maybe more like the CrossFitters who haven't really ventured in weightlifting. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how long. Mm-hmm. Been doing this. <clears throat> I opened this gym in 1980, and we just from the start we did weightlifting. Of course, I'd I'd been doing weightlifting for a long time before that. Uh, but uh, you know, we've had some good luck, and we, we've had some very good male and female weightlifters that came out of here. And uh, I I'm 67 now. I'd, I you might say I'm in kind of in the twilight, but uh, we're you know we're still going and still looking for talent and uh, I have a few lifters Edward here for example and that, that that can can do well nationally and we're still trudging along okay so and I, I know you're a modest guy so I know you don't you know sit here and brag or anything like that but um, you have you have brought quite a few people to a very very high level um, in weightlifting um, Across the world, and specifically females too, right? Oh, is, that, is that correct? Robin Bird, Sibby Flowers, Colleen Colley, um, Kelly Rex Road, um, Emily Britton. I mean, there are over a hundred women. Yeah, I kind of keep a list of it. Yeah, and uh, and I can. Everyone, I I'll keep a get, list of my women I'll, too. I get the list out, and and everyone I read, you know, I can think of little instances and. <clears throat> you know how long they lasted in weightlifting and all that, but uh, there there have been few through here over the years. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, and so what what is the highest I guess that you've taken um, a female to? Um, now, Robin Bird Goad won the world championships in Istanbul in nineteen ninety four, and won lots and lots of silver medals just behind the Chinese. Sibby uh, Flowers won some some medals at the Worlds. And Colleen Colley won medals. Um, Kelly Rexrode won some medals at the Junior Worlds. So we we have had some some good success with uh, with weightlifting. Uh, yeah, that's about as women. good as America's and, done, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, think so. I think we've won more medals than the rest of the women in weightlifting combined. Yeah. I think we've won thirty six medals at the Senior Worlds. Wow. And that, that's I think there's been a total of seventy, but no longer can can you win. I mean the the standards have gotten so high that you just about have to have a, a little more help from your friends than than we can do. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So um, so yeah. So that is I guess that is a big deal now. Um, so you say you've got some people now. What when you say the standards are so high? Do you th- is the pool that much bigger, or are you talking about? not in America, outside the world. Um, well, um, just 
people are identified at an earlier age and they, they do more systematic training. It's hard. There's so many distractions in this country that, that it's hard for, for people to uh, put full time into training for weightlifting. And, and there's hard, really not what you would call a talent identification program in this country. I mean, there, there are probably lots of potential really great weightlifters out there that and that, that's one thing that CrossFit is doing is is bringing people into the into the uh, arena that can uh, possibly uh, people that never would have have heard of weightlifting and yeah. and never been touched by it and and uh, hopefully uh, some of those people uh, will uh, and and they'll bring other people in that that's the hope. Yeah, absolutely. I know CrossFit has definitely just spread the word about it. I mean, my I myself I. I didn't mm-hmm. know about Olympic weightlifting, you know, yes. before CrossFit. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's kind of neat to, to see how it's done that. But at the same time, I know there's also some standards that have been lowered by doing these things really high reps. And I know that's something that you've taken um, kind of, you know, consideration over, you know, recently and stuff like that. So for all the good stuff that CrossFit has done, um, I guess t- take this time now to critique, tell – Talk to the CrossFitters that are listening and, and give them some advice of what they need to do um, other than just stop CrossFitting or whatever. You know. Well, I'm not here to bash CrossFit this morning, but and, and I think the, 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 the wads and all that that they do is, is good. It's good for, for people that are not exercising to, to get out and do whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm not in agreement with doing real high reps in Olympic weightlifting movements. Uh, but uh, I mean, seemingly the, the, the people do it w- with no harm done, and and uh, who am I to say? But uh, generally, in in my training, we seldom do over three repetitions, with, and the weights are heavier, and 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 the, the technique we we spend maybe more time on the technique, and it, it's good for anybody that's doing CrossFit and that's doing weightlifting movements to get the technique down. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I know that it's definitely more so now. I remember six, seven years ago when I started, they showed us how to do the snatch with a PVC pipe in about five minutes, and then they put 95 mm-hmm. pounds on the bar, and we did it 100 times. Yeah. And that's, you know, now you see people doing doubles and triples at percentages and things like that mm-hmm. and, and focusing more on it. So mm-hmm. I, I guess it has gotten better. It's evolved in that sense, but obviously there's still a big there's still a big gap there in most CrossFit gyms because most CrossFit coaches don't know how to teach the list. Well, I think that certainly there are more and more people out there that know something about how to teach technique, and there are people that are interested in in becoming uh, more knowledgeable about teaching technique, and and that's all for the good. Um, You might say that's all in in the beginning stage, and uh, hopefully it will... uh, take on a little bit more so I, I think the main reason why weightlifting hasn't caught on though talking I mean, crossfit has obviously brought it more kind of you know in the main light or in the mainstream but it's just it's not a spectacle right not in america there's well, no way you can make a living at weightlifting in some in countries you just about can yeah yep. and and back in the old socialist days in eastern europe you could make a living at it yep. and and uh eastern europe is coming back pretty well in Latin America, I think some people, there's some government help and yeah. 
And I think certainly in China and maybe some Asian countries, uh, Kazakhstan and what have you, they're, they're beginning to have government support. Of course, there's, there's no government support for amateur athletics in this country. I, I wish there were. No, yeah, there's not. But, you have uh, to be a football player, a you, baseball player. Um, weightlifting has always been kind of the red-headed stepchild of sports well, in this country. Even though back in the 50s, the U.S. with York and Bob Hoffman and these are people who have forgotten probably by now, but the, the, the U.S. would win some medals. Uh, Norbert Shemansky and, and Tommy Kono and Isaac Berger and Chuck Vincey, names that, that are remembered by a few. Yeah, but, but not, not really today because, like you said, if, no. if you want to be a weightlifter, you kind of have, like in the realest sense in training, you kind of have to live in poverty. You can't, I mean, it's, it's hard to. Well, if you're okay, out at the training you, center. Edward? I mean, you've got you, – what made you decide to become a weightlifter, knowing that, I mean, you're not going to get rich becoming a weightlifter, right? Well, I wasn't really good at football, and, I, you know, I ran cross-country for a little while and wasn't, wasn't too good at that either. I was, I was trying to do cross-country and weightlifting both, and um, you guys may have heard of uh, Kevin Doherty. He's over on, on the West Coast, but he was uh, – I think he was a head coach for the uh, sub-17 Pan Am team that I was on back in 2009, and he – you know, in a polite way, he pretty much said, you know, you're an idiot for doing cross-country and weightlifting both. <laughs> you know, you need to choose one or the other. And, yeah. I mean, you know, you can look at me and tell I would have never been a good cross-country runner. So <laughs> I don't know. I've seen old pictures of you. You, you gained some weight <laughs> to get up to 105. Like, you used to be like a – like a, what, what did you lift at when you first started? Um, <coughs> my very first meet, I was in uh, 77. Then I was in 85 for uh, – 77? Yeah, for one meet, yeah. for one meet. Yeah. Then I was in 85 for a few years, and uh, when I started training with John, I um, I tried to stay as an 85 and ended up having a withdrawal from the meet. Because, uh, ended up hyperextending my elbow, but it was I was sitting in the sauna for a good three or four hours before the weigh-ins. And <laughs> were, just, were you, like, feeding him pizza, like telling he, him he you had, need to we, be a 94? We had to carry him to the weigh-in in a wheelchair. <laughs> He's not kidding. He was in oh. bad shape. He'd oh. been in the sauna maybe two or three hours. Oh, that's horrible. And I don't think he wanted to go So maybe that, that wasn't a good natural again. body weight. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, that whole wrestling, weightlifting mentality of just doing everything you can to sneak under the wire never leads to maximal performance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is, I think sometimes it's not bad to lose that last kilo or so in the sure. sauna. It, it, it means you, you still you just kind of dry yourself out and you still have the muscle yeah. but you just kind of squeeze some water <coughs> out water and that, that's, yeah. that, that sometimes works yeah. yeah but trying to drop 10 pounds or something the last I mean I, two, I mean you know. I know at the world championships I know Robin I think the, the day she won the world championships we stayed in the sauna she stayed in the sauna all morning and then had after the first weigh in she had to get back in the sauna at the meat site <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's not really so bad to do that if you rehydrate yourself. You have two hours after the weigh-in. Yeah, I mean, but you want to stay at the highest you possibly can while you're training. Oh, you yes. want to stay at the top of that weight I bracket, obviously. I want people to be uh, a couple of kilos over the class yeah, limit. Yeah, ninety-four. And then, and then just kind of dry out a little bit right before the meet. So, Edward, basically what yeah. you said was, just going back here, that you, you were doing other stuff, right? You're trying other sports. And I think that's one of the issues is, you know, how do you get a kid at eight years old to, um, to put a poster up on the wall of, uh, you know. Sarah Robles. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just take a look around this room, right? And you can say, wow, these are all great people to put a poster up on the wall. But, you know, they don't, 
they don't necessarily have that bend. You know, they're, they're not on TV. They're not slam dunking. Exactly. Yeah. We've they're got Bo Jackson and Neon Dion <laughs> exactly. in this country, and they're the spectacle. Weightlifting is not a spectacle. So, of course, it's going to be hard to get kids to look up to, you know, to people like Holly Mangold and like our, you know, our Olympic, you know, um, you know, our Olympic hopefuls and things like that. It's yeah. just, it's difficult. And, and so I, and that's where I've said, I, th- I think CrossFit definitely is going to help weightlifting in that we bring that in early enough. And, you know, I mean, shoot, my kids at six and nine years old have a 15 pound barbell at home that they do overhead squats with, you know, we don't train a dynamic snatch yet, but I mean, they're at least doing overhead squats it, it, and working those components. If you can get people in a situation where they're getting reinforced, they're getting to go on trips and maybe making an international team, and, and mm-hmm. that kind of feeds on itself. But mm-hmm. uh, I can see that. I mean, uh, people do wonder, well, what am I doing this far? I mean, what am I getting out of it? And yeah. uh, it, 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 it has to it has to be <laughs> it has to be just the intangibles that you get from it, and and uh, the satisfaction and the uh, excitement and and uh, the few pats on the back that you get yeah. and uh, but see I don't think it has to be that I think there needs to be something in place and this is what we were talking about and sure. we're trying to work with this and help it I mean not saying we're gonna be the saviors of American weightlifting what? but we're not but I, I don't think we're that good right <laughs> we are yes but I mean we Don't need to have people we need people need to have the opportunity to go to a weightlifting meet and win a couple thousand dollars if they win. They train all this time, they need to be able to make I mean, maybe they're not gonna make sixty grand weightlifting doing a couple meets a year, but if they can at least do something that's gonna pay for their gas money and their hotel and maybe, you know, an extra paycheck that they would make, you know, while they're bussing tables between, you know, their their training sessions, like yeah. you need that because then at least people will be like, Well, this is a little bit more viable option of sure. of making my life as opposed to just being a hobby that I do and if we want to get good and if we want to grow American weightlifting to the point to where we're competitive again we have to have that feeder system like you're talking about we have to have kids that want to do this stuff it's hard to get people that are able to train the length of time it takes I mean to do a workout for two hours in the morning and then come back in the afternoon and do another two hours it's hard to have a lifestyle like people practice in this country mm-hmm. and and still you got school and work and all your social engagements and it's hard to it's hard to be able to to put the, the time and and all into it and that it yeah. takes so then that goes back to you why why do you, why are you deciding to do it yeah admittedly um when i first started off the you know the reason i was so attracted to weightlifting is it's an individual sport uh, you know football and cross country you could kind of say or football more so is a team sport mm-hmm. And I was, you know, second string and third string. I was uh, on the depth chart behind a guy who's now playing for, or he was playing for the University of Georgia as a linebacker. And um, and so you see, like, you know, if someone like me got drawn to weightlifting because of that, you know, all the people who could have been, like, great talents, you know, hey, they're still playing football. You know, yeah, exactly, because they can make money off that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that that's just what uh, drew me towards it. And now uh, – now I just can't see myself away from the sport. It's just kind of kind of yeah. grown on me the the environment, the training, and you know, like, you know, I don't think you can, you know, there can be anything more manly than standing in front of a crowd and putting a, a barbell over your head. Exactly, you know? yeah. exactly. There's something very intrinsic about knowing that you can lift what's on the floor over your head. Yeah. And I mean, to me, that's what when I started doing just weightlifting, you know, about a year ago or so. 
um, and stepped away from CrossFit, that's exactly what it was. I, I fell in love with it, and not because I was trying to prove anything to anybody, but because I just I enjoyed it. There's something you know weird about it that you know is just it's very fulfilling. Yep. Um, and you know that's why I want to try and bring it to as many people as possible. Well, we see can. that, and I tell people, you know, I tell the women that when they come into our gyms. Like, you know, if you come in here, I know that you come in with just this, this one kind of singular focus, which is look you better naked. look better naked. But there are, there are three things you're going to really celebrate at some point in time. And one is that you're going to do a pull-up. You know, women love to do a pull-up. Two is you're going to put 100 pounds over your head. So that first day you put 100 pounds over your head, you're going to be really happy about that. And you're, going to, you're not going to know why right now, but you will. And then the third one is that you're going to pull 200 off the ground. But the cool thing is that pulling that off the ground just means you're going to put more up over your head one day. And you don't know how important it is right now, but trust me, you're going to celebrate that. And they do. So so here's a question, because now I see more CrossFit athletes, I see they come in and they have this desire, this interest in moving into weightlifting. Um, Edward, how old are you now? I'm 21. 21. So mm-hmm. you started at what age? Oh, shoot. I think about 15. 15 yeah. Wow, so. yeah. So, and that's, John, in your estimation, what, what is the best age to get into weightlifting? I mean, the, the well, best. Well, of course, what can happen if you start real young and you go through the Junior Olympics and all that sort of thing, it, a lot of times a kid, by the time they're old enough to really take off, they're a little bit burned out mentally on it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you know, they don't want to spend the time at it. So sure. I have, in the last few years, thought that it was maybe from my perspective or my standpoint to get people a little bit older mm-hmm. even though it's not the ideal way to do it and, and of course in somewhere like China or the way things used to be in Bulgaria or Russia mm-hmm. you would you constantly are being reinforced and sure. so you you uh, you don't mind continuing on and and I think the, the people that don't make it to the top echelon may fall by the wayside, but mm-hmm. in the old days there were people that would that, that would make it, and there still are in in, in some countries. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so people like in, or in Russia, China, they're what starting like eight, right? Like before the, they're even. The funny story about the Bulgaria from years ago that the the Bulgarian wrestling federation was was testing children at six. <laughs> And the, the the weightlifting federation got pissed off because they were not testing children until eight, yeah. and, and they were saying that the, the wrestlers were getting all the best athletes. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, they may start out with uh, several thousand children, and and by the time they're sixteen or seventeen, there may be a hundred or so. You know, yeah. the, the, yeah. The, the real elite, and the rest of them have been sent home or whatever they do. And uh, but the one that that little pool of Maybe a few dozen are the ones that are living in the training center in Sophia, and and mm-hmm. Abhijay is coaching them, and and they hardly even get on asphalt. They stay inside and train all the time. Yeah, I've, I've heard stories of uh, Abhijay. He, 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 he trains does. them so hard they don't want to go out. Yeah, so, <laughs> wanted to go out and do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gives them. If you do well in this weightlifting. In, in this session right now, I'll give you your cell phone back for an hour. That's like maybe <laughs> something like that. Thirty minutes tops. So yeah, exactly. So so that's a, that's a stark contrast to you hanging out in a gym and watching a girl squat and then being like, yeah, I think you could probably weightlift. You know, I mean that's and that's probably what happens more so in here because there's very few camps that actually have kids at a young age. Was it uh, hassle free? Um, 
out there, and then what, how many others maybe that, that are really like... Yeah, you, you're looking at women, and you don't know what you're checking them out for. Yeah. If, if, they, if they might be a good weightlifter or maybe something else. <laughs> Next thing, you've got security but, standing around you. Yeah. yeah. How often, there's a good question, how often do you get slapped or people, girls think that you're hitting on them whenever you go up and ask them, like, so that squat looked pretty good. No, I, n I never come <laughs> off like that. No, there, is, there is one girl, though, that, that um, she ended up giving me her number, you know, when I, when I talked to her, you know, about trying it out. And I think she thought I wanted to take her out on a date or something. So I was like, no, no, no. You Did know, Rachel get pissed off? Rachel. Or, no, uh, well. Wait, aren't you, you're, you're date, are Do you, you have a girlfriend, Rachel? Yeah, I thought you had no. a girlfriend. No, no, I haven't uh -oh. had a girlfriend for about a year. I'm glad I didn't say her last name then. No, no, Rachel. No, Rachel. No, Rachel's like a sister to me. Okay, no. okay. Well, hey, hey, well, that hey. would be even worse than. Oh Lord, <laughs> we're not saying any last names in that. So way. earlier, Edward, you mentioned two things that you check on them, and I think this is good to kind of go back over those because we've got a lot of CrossFit athletes out there in the world who are listening to this, and they're going to be checking this out. And they're they're people who can just muscle some weight up, you know, and they can muscle mm -hmm. it up pretty good. So they think, hey, maybe I want to go into weightlifting. And there's these two prerequisites that you mentioned. You mentioned that they got to have a good fold-out squat and a lockout. So, so what do we mean by that? Just help those people understand what are they looking for themselves. Well, one of the one of the things that we're judged on when we're performing a snatch or a clean and jerk is uh, we have to be able to to uh, have a good lockout overhead. And, and if you don't have that, you know, then you, you know it's gonna go yeah. red light. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you can show the judges beforehand, you know, that your arms don't completely lock out, but it just becomes a little bit of a hassle. Yeah, it's, a, it's a whole sure. lot easier. You You're know, always at the, the edge of getting getting that red. Yeah, you don't know anything right. about that, right, Eric? Yeah, I know all about it. That's why I brought it He's up. He's got this right. range of motion right I, here. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little better than that, but if you give me some straps and a fulcrum, I can almost get it locked out. <laughs> right. And um, and to be able to perform a squat, you know, we in uh. You know, in a snatcher or clean, uh, we catch the weight in a squat. There is a there is a variation that a lot of people forget about the split snatcher, the split clean. Which there's one girl I'm actually coaching now, and and uh, she doesn't quite have the flexibility. She just may have a a little bit of an anatomical variation to where she you know just can't perform an overhead squat with the way her shoulders is uh, or the way her her tendon inserts into her uh, to her heel bone. But um, but yeah, but it but it's the most efficient way to uh, you know, to perform a snatch or a clean. Yeah. So you know, that's something that you really want to, you know, really want to make sure that they're able to perform. Cool. So yeah, so those people who are out there and you're thinking, yeah, I want to do this, I want to pursue this. Definitely, if you have the <coughs> good uh, ability to take a, a a bar over your head in a full lockout position, so it's just resting easily in in that position, and you can go down into a full squat and hold that. That's a good thing to have first and foremost it seems yeah in other words if you can't do an overhead squat you yeah. probably need to start working work on something else other than trying to learn how to do a, a proper full depth snatch yeah. well cool let's uh let's take a break and then uh we'll come back and we're going to talk about um uh crossfitters Crossfit. turning into weightlifters yeah, and weight lifters, um yeah. maybe make a call out and i think um i think john's going to challenge somebody to a street fight i might <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll be back cool hey guys not all athletes are created equal Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential, but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com. All right, we are back. It's and, cool to um, be back after we all just PR'd our, all of our lifts just then in that break. Everything. In jeans. Cool. In jeans. In jeans. Yep. Um, yep. Cool. So I want to talk about 
um, technique on the snatch, if if you guys don't mind, real quick, because mm. I know there is a lot of, well, not a lot of, I, well, yeah, there is a lot of controversy and um and how to do the perfect technique and what coaches should be doing what. So, um, John, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You're not necessarily a believer in one specific method for everybody, right? No, some people, like like Edward said, some people do better with split style, but but. A lot of people, and I know probably in, in some countries, if you can't squat down with a, with a bar overhead, with your torso pretty upright, they just True, send yeah. you to another sport. Yeah. But uh, here we try to work with everybody, anybody yeah. that's interested. And and there are lots of variations in technique. Um, uh, Robin Bird, who I coached for many years, is, is for what it's worth, is the last... U.S. citizen to break a world record in the snatch, and that was way back in 1991 hmm. at the uh, at the uh, World Cup Gala in Barcelona. It was the test event for the Olympic uh, facility. But uh, um, you know, it's the, there are some variations, but 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 I teach based on <coughs> on one philosophical view of it. You know, we we I, I believe in pushing through the middle of the foot. With, with just minor uh, variations in in in, in the uh, foot uh, pressure at different points of the foot, um, I teach people to go up on their toes when they're pulling and extend and extend their bodies. Which is something a lot of people don't do, too. I, right? Well, I think there may be some now, yeah. but uh, you hear the main cue in CrossFit, anyways, is heels, 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 heels always so on your heels. So yeah, I, I'm not a believer. The, the only time you need to be on your heels is when you're doing a jerk i like you do need to be on your heels then but i the, most of the the uh variations in in foot pressure should be very subtle and should be mainly taking place in the middle of the foot it, it, it's not really so bad to just push the floor down with your feet and push through the middle of your foot that is that's my philosophy and and I go along with Tommy Kono. Uh, I'm kind of a disciple of him. And, so, uh, so, so now, do you actually teach that though? Do you tell them you should be starting on the kind of front forefoot of your or your midfoot, and then kind of going back as you go, and then going back towards as you very, extend, very, or like it's, it's, you just let it happen? It's it's yeah, it's, it's so subtle that it, it, you hardly even notice it, and, it, and I'm not sure it even matters. I, yeah. I just like. For people to uh, prop, a lot of times whatever feels best is yeah. best, mm -hmm. and and I I don't necessarily recommend that people start way back on their heels. I don't know where that came from, mm -hmm. but uh, that's that is not my philosophy about it. I mean, there's certainly probably people that do very well that way, and but uh, so there's so there's all these different ways that people teach it or whatever. But I think you know there's probably some universal truths that have to be had. So if you could give me like two or three that you know that no matter that pretty much any good weightlifting coach would not argue about well, the, the main pet peeve or whatever that I have about people learning Olympic lifting is they don't keep their back arched not only should the back be flat but it should be actually arched locked in yeah. with your t spine totally closed up and it is very hard to injure a back when the spine is, is locked in 
And, and, and it also gives you a more second pull. When, when you start out with your back rounded or you allow it to round, I mean, somebody, some, somebody may start out in a starting position with their back arched, but the second the bar comes off the floor, their back rounds. Really and, and they have to be, they should, should be, that should be called to their attention. And, and of course, the arm should be straight when you're pulling and, uh, you know, but, 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 if you can't get from the floor to your knees and and wind up at the knees with your sh- shoulders over the bar and and your back arched then you need to really work on that okay. that's that's what needs to be worked on more than anything so those are two things right there and that's actually something i i know i see um some people i guess it's called hip cleaning right some people actually do that specific kind of row in on the clean where they do bend their arms is that something well eventually that you... there comes a time in the lift when you do have to bend your yeah. arms but but uh, a lot of people you want to have your, your shoulders shrugged and you're up on your toes before you bend your arms yeah. and we do a pulling movement that that we just where we try to pull and balance up on the toes and shrug and and stay and that and when you can do that then you know you're pulling straight yeah uh, I, I saw Alexia pulling that way years ago, and I mean I don't even know if, if many people are trying to do that anymore, but yeah. I, I do. Yeah. And and, and to, when people start out, that is a very good exercise to teach people the feel of pulling straight. When you, when you can pull off the floor and stay tight, and and shrug and go up on your toes and and and, and stay in that position for a few seconds. Then you you know even if you're working out by yourself yeah you know you're pulling you're pulling right yeah and it should be known that there is a difference between uh, pulling on bent arms and pulling with your arms and bending your arms throughout the course yeah. of the pull yeah um, the latter you're actually losing force that you're generating with your legs using like a smaller you know smaller joint a smaller muscle mass exactly. you know that kind of kind of distorts all the momentum that you're generating. Yeah, and that's what I want to touch on because I know there there is a difference. So those, there's those two things there, right? So we got to have three, though. It's got to be three to be a thing, though, right? Yeah. So arch back, um, Long pulling arms, at least through the, the beginning of your arms, first pull, straight arms, arms, and then what would you say staying is... Staying over the bar. Staying that's over that, the bar. That, there may be some people that are saying that that's not important anymore, but when you get to the knees, the shoulders should be well ahead of the knuckles, in, in my opinion, so that the hamstrings and the glutes and the spinal erectors can all explode from that position and, and straighten the body out. And then you get into a, a position where you actually jump with the bar. I mean, some people don't like to use that term, but it, it's, it's a good description of what happens at the hips as you, you try to jump. <coughs> I found it's, it's excellent for people that have never done it before to explain to them Okay, a jump. All right, they get what that is. Maybe later on you explain to them, ah, it's not necessarily an actual jump. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I know that there's, there's some controversy out there about, you know, the whole jump shrug as opposed to, you know, hip extension or, or whatever. Um, so you, when you teach, you, you do focus on triple extension? On oh, ex- yes. Oh, yes. And, and finishing the pull and, and getting the elbows up high and, and, uh, you know, finishing you know and, and and usually if somebody misses a lift a lot of times you can tell them say leg you get your back tighter and and finish your pull and get your elbows up and then go back, back right back and do the same weight and do it really well yeah absolutely um yeah okay cool so so those three things there um was there anything that you would add 
Edward, you think? Well, you got to get the weight overhead. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was that was getting at. You know, after that's that's a good setup there, and I actually think that staying over the bar is one of the biggest issues that people have, especially CrossFitters. Is you know they're wanting to to jump and and you know as quickly as they can, and they kind of just rip the bar off, and they end up by the time they get to their knees or shoulders are well behind the bar. So, what would you? give somebody like a crossfitter in here that cannot do that what would be the first thing that you would tell well, them or maybe a movement what i do is is have people come from the floor to the knees and pause and i take a look at it and then if they're over the bar and their back is arched and and i say go ahead and finish the lift and, and so that is a way of learning to stay over the bar and you you have to strengthen your lower back and your hamstrings and your glutes in order to maintain that position. So something like maybe somebody that they're obviously weak in their hamstrings and glutes or their entire posterior chain, you'd have them do like RDLs and stuff like that? And we just do pulls, just like I described, pulls with a shrug. And and of course, if you do the lifts that way, the actual lift, the specific movement, is to be done that way. And, and, And everything should be done exactly the same with technique in mind and and with good technique and that's that's the difference between showing somebody with a pvc pipe and then putting 95 pounds in their hands and tell them to do it 100 times and the difference between having them put a load that's that's doable for them and having them do it once get everything perfect like you said maybe do a pause snatch or something like that to pause at the knees to make sure they're in the right position Mm -hmm. so they know that's where they're supposed to be and uh just like you would you know somebody trying to run they have to crawl and be able to do it slow properly first before they can actually go full speed at it um so so that being said since we were talking about kind of a segue into it um what is your what do you want to say to maybe crossfitters out there that are like you know what i love crossfit but i'm really falling in love with weightlifting um, what should I do to try and be maybe a competitive weightlifter? And it's specifically to maybe people that are a little bit older that we know that they're n- maybe not going to make a national team or mm-hmm. something like that, but they still love it and they want to pursue it at the highest level. What, what would be your you know, their first kind of call to action to them? Come to me and pay me some money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. No, there, 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 are, there are people out there that can do it. There are lots more, more people than me, and, it, and th- those numbers are increasing, I think. But it is worthwhile to get somebody that has some experience <laughs> in doing it and that can, uh, that can show you uh, and can eyeball it and, and tell if you're not doing it right. And, and uh, I mean, I don't claim to know everything there is to know. I don't think anybody does. But the real professionals are in Bulgaria and China and Kazakhstan and Russia. I mean, they've been, they've got PhDs and stuff about this kind of stuff. I mean, mo- most of mine is just, you know, what, just anecdotes and stuff I've picked up over the years. Reading a lot of books, but I mean, that's but experience, I, right? I do that's... read the books. That are, a lot of it's translated from other languages yeah. into, into English. You can get hold of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, there, there is, it gets, it can be made fairly complex, but teaching technique shouldn't, I mean, I can usually work with somebody for 30 minutes and, and have them snatching fairly well. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and then, you know, you, you never, uh, any, even national and international caliber weightlifters have to be constantly reminded to you know because if, if you're watching them you you you, st- you, you stay on their case about it and yeah. that's why it, it's much better 
for weightlifters to train in a group because they, they can coach each other. And, and, and that, it, it, that's a good point, too. It's hard to do alone. Because I guess not everybody has access to a, a great weightlifting coach. You know, if they're doing it in the garage, they're doing it and stuff like that. Um, I guess there are people out there that, that you can do online stuff. You can send out videos and things like that. Um, do you do any online coaching at all? Like, do you have people send you videos? I'm, I'm, I know I've seen Edward comment on people's videos for technique and things like that. Um, do you have people specifically, like, out of the state and country? Because what I'm thinking of is, like, the people that are training in the garage, they don't have access. Maybe they were doing CrossFit, now they're doing just weightlifting in the garage or something to that effect. But there's not a weightlifting gym around here, or there's not a weightlifting gym around them because there's not a lot of pure true weightlifting gyms in America right yes. now. So it's, I mean, there's way more CrossFit gyms. And if they're going to try and do weightlifting in a CrossFit gym, there's probably not somebody there that's actually watching them. So how do they do it? Like well, I, I started doing this stuff in a little town in South Georgia. It was not close to any weightlifters. And, and, and a friend of mine, David Jones, and I were doing Olympic lifting on exercise sets when we were 12 years old. Yeah. And uh, we would get hold of literature and, and magazines and stuff. And, and <laughs> so... We, we more or less taught ourselves how to do it. I, the, the first weightlifting meet I lifted in was the first weightlifting meet I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, uh, a lot of people don't remember this name, but Paul Anderson lived close to where I grew up. And we went down to Vidalia a few times and, and tried to get the great man to watch us. He was Olympic champion in 56 and had a youth home. And then we went over to Savannah and, and to Howard Cohen's gym, and, and he uh, showed us some things. But uh, So you guys just taught yourself. But do you yes. think that would be smart for the typical person to do? Do you think there's enough stuff if you out can, there? If you can find somebody to watch you it, to start mm -hmm. with, you, you, you're miles ahead. Because, uh, I mean, you know, it, and I mean, you know, I... I don't know how good our technique was back in the old days, but we learned, you know, we would learn at meets, and the more meets you would go to, the more you might learn about yourself and about the better ways to do things. So then, so well, that's probably that's, a good point then too, right, is just go to some meets, oh yes. watch other the, people the, that are probably better the, than you. Even in the 1950s and, and in the early <coughs> 60s, you could get hold of magazines and books that would describe how to do it. Yeah, there's a, a lot of them out there now. And that's an interesting theme that we see as we talk with CrossFitters, too. We realize that the more competitive CrossFitters will say the same thing. Go out and compete, and every time you compete, you learn something about yourself, you learn something about someone else. Oh, yes. Obviously, the same oh, thing yes. occurs in weightlifting, oh, yes. right? Go out and compete and learn something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've had some CrossFitters come through here um, mm -hmm. who've uh, been you know, coming through to, to work on their, their weightlifting yes. technique. Um, you know, Have you seen anyone who's come through you say they really had good potential oh well, yes i've seen some that would were uh, just <coughs> jenny is one that comes to mind and then uh, mm -hmm. just jesse just good denny phillips or whatever yeah, sure. she she uh could still be a great weightlifter and uh even after a kid she's recently given birth yep. but uh a lot the people who can be really really good weightlifters are not necessarily the people that are going to be really good uh CrossFit competitors, sure. Because in CrossFit, you have to have a lot of endurance, muscular endurance, cardiovascular endurance, and and weightlifting, you want yeah. people that are fast twitch 
and and can can do things that last <coughs> three or four seconds, and and then they they give out. I have people that train here. If if I give more than three reps, they start complaining. Yeah. Yeah. He's and, not talking about you, is he, Edward? And uh, oh, oh no, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but we seldom we seldom do more than two or three reps on anything, and and, and if it's easy, then we increase the weight. But we don't do real real high reps yeah, on this sure. and of course bodybuilding does higher reps yeah, just to, to pump up and get sure. hypertrophy but but in, in weightlifting you mainly uh doing uh fairly low reps and yeah. and uh, do you think that's why crossfitters go to weightlifting because they're like i've been doing this crossfit stuff and it's too damn hard too hard i'm always i I'm, always feel like yeah. I'm dying i'm sick of feeling like i'm gonna die Throwing for 15 minutes at a time workout. let me just lift this barbell once yeah. overhead yeah, maybe like yeah, that was that was definitely a positive for me. Well, well weight, weight, weightlifting is probably the least aerobic sport, sure, except yeah. maybe for curling in, in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got to do that really but, fast. Uh, that's true. That's true. But, that, the brooming is. But um, and weightlifters do a little running and a little plyometrics, you know, yeah. along. You know, they and they are in some degree of shape. Well, yeah, there's some weightlifters that are in a lot better shape than others. If you look at what the, the Lu Zhao, whatever guy. Oh, was Lu just Zhao Yeah, Zhao Zhu, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, I mean, he's in great shape. And I'm sure yeah. there's other factors in there. But, I mean, I've seen him training, and he does, you know, some pretty significant training. And then you've got, like, people like Dmitry Klokov, who basically look like freaking bodybuilders. And they do, like, bodybuilding oh, yeah. on top of the weightlifting. So yes. I, guess there's, I, I guess there's definitely a large variance. But, yeah, you're right. For the most part... You know, it's it's singles, doubles, triples, and then heavy back squats. You know, for the for the top level people. I, I see weightlifters at the world championships that look, look like they maybe never touched a weight, yeah. and they're world champion. Yeah. yeah, because they they don't really do enough repetitions to to build a lot of hypertrophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, the, in Olympic weightlifting, you're you're trying to to train the uh, neurological system. And, and to to be able to exert great force at great speed, and and you may not really do a lot of enough repetitions to really build a lot of hypertrophy. Uh, it, it's just an individual. Of course, some of them do have great physiques, but uh, probably more genetics than actually from the training. Yeah, probably, could be. Yeah. probably, or other things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Jessica, uh, just on on her, um, I know I've always thought that she moves really well. You know, oh, watching yes. her lift oh, weights, yes. she's fast. Oh yes. Um, and so, um, so you know, I guess the question I have, you know, I see someone like that who has had uh, three years that she's competed in the CrossFit mm-hmm. Games in a team. So pretty significant success in the CrossFit world. Um, well, you know, wh- where is there a, a lure for someone like that to come over and really take a stab at weightlifting? You think there's, there's not. There's not. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there's, and that's there's, the problem. You can <laughs> make you can make money at CrossFit. Yeah. And and I can't make that promise to to weightlifters. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could. I mean, you can travel. I mean, I think Jessica is is good enough so that she could make the U.S. Women's World Team, mm-hmm. and uh, she could go to. Poland or Thailand or wherever they have it, you know, in Germany or Spain. Or That's cool life experience right it there. Is, it is a couple of weeks I mean, away from home, and it's all expenses paid, yeah. and they can give you a little spending money. You can Shoot. you can go Christmas shopping in Hong Kong and that sort of thing. <laughs> that's a lure. I think that's a lure. That, I mean, that, really. But, I think it is. Uh, and, but and, that's outside. That's and, the high uh, level, though. It I mean, is. And, yeah. uh, and and uh, if, if you had some champion weightlifters at a CrossFit gym, that certainly might be uh, 
good advertisement. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. <coughs> yeah, there becomes yes. a whole new subset of athletes who could come yes. through the doors for that whole purpose. Yes. So, and yeah, Justin, go ahead with your question. Well, yeah, well, no, what I was going to say is I was actually going to kind of go into to the next thing, which is us doing specific yeah. Olympic lifting meets, um, which is. we've been talking about for a while. Um, we don't actually have a date of the first one yet, but we know it's going to be about – um, so I think somebody's <laughs> hitting some reps up there. He's knocking them out. Knocking more, it out. And more than um, three. Doing yeah, more, than three. more than three reps. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so we're going to be doing some weightlifting meets. But the goal of these weightlifting meets is not, like, to make it look like a golf tournament, right? Like, no. Because we know that, you know, a lot of the weightlifting it's meets look, we go to, you can fall asleep in the middle of. They're okay. not really exciting. Mm -hmm. But... Um, you know, we're, we're going to try and make it a little bit more of a spectacle in hopes that we can pull more CrossFit people over. And, um, and the more interest you have, the more potential for money there is, right? Yep. And, and that's what we're hoping for is that we can start having the people that win these tournaments actually making some money. And then maybe, maybe they get a little bit more serious about weight lifting in the, you know, in the long run. Yeah. If we can draw so, people and people look at it and sponsors decide they want to be part of it, then all of a sudden you can afford to give some money away. Yeah, so. absolutely. And then it's not just, well, if you go to worlds you can get a trip to hong kong you know it's more along the lines of wow i could make an extra 10 grand a year on top of what i make if if i do this so that's that's the goal with that so um yeah so we'll first yeah we don't have like you say we don't have a date we know that we're probably right around uh, 18 weeks about 18 weeks here. out right now yeah so and this will probably come out in about three weeks yeah. this video yeah. so, so um do the math it's going to be in north carolina statesville um it'll be with um John North yeah. uh, and yeah, Travis yeah. Mash at the at their gym there, so we'll pimp that out. Hopefully, Edward. Hopefully, you come out and lift in that and, and win something. I know we're gonna have some Travis Cooper and and some I think some of the other like you know real big weightlifters are supposed to be out there. So I'm hoping it's gonna be a big thing. We're trying to make the first one really big. So um, that's that's my goal. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's that's my goal. And then maybe I don't know. Maybe you get more people coming in here. Um, and uh, I think they can have them. Yeah, I would expect. So, to I know we sent some people in here before. I we'll mean, send I've, some more. I've definitely sent some people out there. It takes a special kind of person to pursue this, the way things are in the U.S. with weightlifting, and 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 they have to be motivated by something more than than money. Yeah, because they ain't a whole lot. I mean, oh, absolutely. You, you usually wind up spending a lot of money on it. On it, you know, and and <coughs> there is some satisfaction from making a personal record, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, and th thinking you're strong, and and I'm, you know, it is possible to get paid for teaching this stuff. So uh, you know, the, the, every major college they have strength coaches that, and some of them may may have been Olympic weightlifters at one time. Yeah, and uh, Olympic lifting and all the assistance movements that go with Olympic lifting are fairly universally uh, recognized as the uh, the best way to do strength training for, for track and field or for football, basketball, mo most any uh, really uh, team sports or individual sports. Just the Olympic weightlifting method is, is much better than trying to do a routine on machines or a bodybuilding routine, you know, that sort of thing. But let, let's be clear, and you agree with this, right? The low bar back squat is the best thing to do for any type of athletic thing, right? It is not a real. It's not. It's not a real exercise. I had to throw that in. I know. I know. You're you're very very um, passionate about that, and I know there's been some controversy on the interwebs um, between you and other people 
recently about it, so we don't we don't have to get off on a tangent or whatever. But um, you are definitely not a um, believer not in a low bar fan. In the low bar no, basketball. I believe in low bar squats for power lifters yep. when they're in competition because it allows you to squat with the most weight, it, and and that is what the low bar squat does. But I do not advocate it for athletes or for people who are interested in building up leg muscles and that sort of thing. And if somebody does it in your gym? Well, I, I have a few people that actually do that. And uh, Bombshell. If, if, that's, if, if that's what they like, it's all, it's all right to do it that way. I mean, I'm just saying it is not the best way to do it if you're interested in uh, being very strong and, and, and developing a good set of legs. Cool. Well, on that bombshell, I feel like Jeremy Clarkson, Top Gear, on that bombshell... We're going to end the show. Um, no, before we go, um, do you guys have um, – you've been teaching people. Do you have a website or anything up, a place that they can go or an email that they can that they can send out if somebody's interested in getting um, you know coached or, or being on the Georgia team? Yeah, um, we have a Facebook page. Uh, the, uh, the name of the Facebook page is Weightlifting at UGA. Okay. Um, so you can go there. You can um, add us on Coffee's Gym or e- go to our website and send Coffee's Gym an email. And um, So now are you guys, is that kind of, the Weightlifting at UGA is kind of an extension of what's going on here too? Not yes. Really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, I yes. mean, no. <laughs> well, all all the girls that I coach, uh, they they compete under the umbrella of Coffee's Gym. Okay. But, all um, right. okay. but you know, they're, they're all going to the University of Georgia. When you, we compete at the collegiates, you know, we're only designated by university, so you know they'll be competing sure. for the University of Georgia. Okay. And that's the shirt, right? We got a oh, yeah. shirt. We saw that T-shirt. That's nice. the shirt. Yeah. I like that's. Who is that on the front there? That's, is that Kristen? Not even, no. Is it Kristen? no. I'm not even sure who yeah, it she is. She doesn't have that good of a bottom position. <laughs> oh, she's going to watch this and be mad at me. Um, so, uh, John, what about you? I guess coffeesgym.com. Is that what it is? Coffeesgym.org. Okay. It's probably better to call me on the phone. Call you on the phone. Okay. Um, I'm in the phone booth. So if you're so if you're in the Marietta uh, area, um, you know, come down to Coffee's Gym and and uh, learn from the best. And what are you six hundred dollars an hour? Is that what it's going for now? How about twenty five? Twenty five dollars an hour or twenty five hundred? That's what it winds up being usually. <laughs> yeah, come down. Uh, John is is even though he's probably the best snatch coach, one of the best weightlifting coaches in all of America. Um, I can tell you personally um from just coming in here he's he's one of the most humble awesome people in the world um he has helped me and so many others tremendously and not expected a, a cent in return and um and if you come down here even though he won't ask you for money you should still give him some well, I, i've i'm beginning to ask some people ask for some money. people for money right it, it, does it depend <laughs> on does it depend on how attractive they are or no <laughs> I train Edward for free of course he's talented so and, looks and aren't I, a matter is what you're saying and, 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 if, if, if talent is, is what I'm looking for but uh, so if somebody gets good enough then I don't no longer, no longer charge them I got you. I got that you. Makes that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Well, man, guys, thank you so much. It was really yeah. cool to come out here on location um, and hang out, awesome, and um, and we're going to do some other cool stuff in the future. So, uh, Eric, before we go, anything that you want to plug specifically? Nah. You know, we have the usual healthsprout.com. That's where you can go find my, no S. my health sprout. <laughs> Every single podcast we yeah. have, we have that mistake. <laughs> I didn't make uh, it. But you can find my blog there, The Daily Sprouts. So that's always cool to check that out. Otherwise, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, cool. Okay. One more time, um, Garage Athlete. Athletes.com. 
right, well, cool guys. Uh, man, awesome podcast, and uh, and we'll great to be here. We'll probably do some other cool stuff in the future, and see you guys hopefully again. So, all right, thank you. Rock and roll. Garage Athletes is produced in partnership with theoamnetwork.com and garageathletes.com.